Welcome to the E-Commerce Marketing Society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 11. Now, if you have followed me for a while, you'll know how crazy I am about email marketing. I like to call it the money-making machine. It's perfect for e-commerce for so many reasons. When you work with me either privately as a one-on-one coaching client or if you're joining my new group coaching program, you can bet your little tush we are going to get you earning more money while you sleep using email marketing. Yes, it takes work and effort to get you going and set up, but the return is oh so worth it. Now, if you would like to be a member of my new group coaching program, head over to my website and add your name to the waitlist. It's going to be 12 weeks of transformational change guided by me. From everything to understanding your insights and drawing upon your data through to your foundations such as your message, your customer, your brand, and your website, right through to growth, um, you know, attracting new new customers, retaining them, converting them, and taking your business from where you are now to where you want to be. So for this first round, there will only be a small group of women. So if you would like to secure your spot and get your name to the wait list, then go over to my website, lisaburn.com.au, and I can tell you as soon as it opens if you're on the email list. Okay, so today's guest uh, is Chris Daria, who is a fellow hardcore email marketing nerd. And Chris is based in Canada. And we connected in an online community, as you do, and we totally bonded over all things marketing and e-commerce, and especially about our values and the way we approach helping our clients. We're very similar. We're all about, you know, cutting out the fluff and getting straight down to what you need to know, not what everyone thinks you you need to know, um, and really helping businesses grow, you know, sustainably and on autopilot. And today we're going to talk about email marketing in in quite detail and you're going to draw so much value from today's episode. We're going to talk about how to get started, what tools you need, what not to do, what to focus on first. It's a really good one and I will stop talking now and let you enjoy it. Hey Chris, welcome to the podcast. Hi Lisa, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for coming. What time is it where you are? Where are you? Uh, So I'm based in Montreal, Canada. So like the French part, the French side of Canada. So it's a 5.30 p.m. now. Yeah. Okay. So not too bad. And why don't we start off with an introduction? Who are you? What do you do? And who do you help? Yeah, sure. Uh, So my name is Chris. Uh, I'm an e-commerce email marketer. And I mainly help uh, beauty and wellness e-commerce owners uh, to really work on building and monetizing their email list with Klaviyo. 
um, so they can sell more products. And uh, the main thing I do is I help them do it in a single day and I automate it in a way that saves them a lot of time and a lot of stress. So that makes them very happy. (laughs) Oh, yes, we do love that. And uh, the background of how we know each other, we're in, I've kind of stumbled across one of your trainings in uh, a group that we're in together for e-commerce experts and e-commerce business owners. And I just fell in love with with you and your approach because you're seriously nerd um, about email marketing. And if anyone's followed me for a while, they know how much I love email marketing. So I just had to connect with you. And you've actually helped a couple of my clients. So in my program, I can teach you how to do it yourself or some women, they prefer, you know, they don't have the time to learn how to do email marketing themselves and they want to outsource. And you've got this amazing package where you can set up their email marketing automation and flows in one day. And yeah, you've helped two of my clients, Jane from Millwood's Shoes and Claire from The New Divine. And yeah, I mean, let's just talk about email marketing, I guess, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, you know, managing the email marketing for huge brands? Yeah. So uh, my background, I started working in uh, digital marketing 10 years ago. Like I, right out of university, my first job was working at an ad agency doing social media. So this was like Back in the day when Facebook pages still had like gates, remember that? <laughs> so, oh my gosh, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I was really into, I dove into the world of social media and um, Google ads. I was helping with uh, website design projects and I was working with the agency clients. And what brought me to e commerce was because I realized when you work at an agency, you kind of get to a point where the project stops when the client's budget. Um, you know, runs out. So I wanted to kind of get a full view of how the impact of the marketing campaigns that I was running for them. And so I went on the client side and I worked for a few brands and ultimately I landed at um, my dream job. It was at L'Oreal and I started working as an e-com specialist over there. And I spent uh, five years there and eventually I, I my role evolved into um, a hybrid role where eventually I became, I was the e-commerce manager, but I was also the brand manager for the offline traditional retail channels. So I was managing the online and offline business and it was great because I was kind of put in a position where I got to see how they, you know, how the, how offline and online supports each other. And it was really it was really a, a a really big time of growth for me uh, working at L'Oreal because I was uh, put in a very very unique experience because of my hybrid role. I got to see how you know what's what makes a brand profitable and what truly grows and impacts the bottom line. And I was really involved in in when you're working. I was involved in a small team, but I was really involved in like you know everything from writing the product descriptions, merchandising the website. And eventually my role involved, you know, forecasting sales for next year, pitching to the brand to retail partners with Sephora and department stores. And so my role became, uh, I I kind of got to see the whole, like, I I built a very broader business knowledge working there in the beauty industry. And so it it was really a good position for me to also um, explore different areas of the business that I liked the most. And what really resonated with me was, was really email, email marketing, because Mm. out of all the channels that we were playing in, you know, it was 
you know, working there, you have larger budgets to manage, obviously. And so we were able to invest in paid ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, and work with agencies to manage our influencer PR campaigns, affiliate sales. But really, I was um, really involved with the email marketing aspect of it. And so every time that we sent an email, it was an immediate impact in our sales. And so that was email was generating 25% of our total revenues online. So it was a really powerful tool for us. Um, it was something that was a key foundation of our of our of our online strategy, um, and uh, really uh, that's that's uh, that's how I got into email marketing because when I I left there, um, I left my job after the end of my math leave. So this was last year in 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. I left my job in the middle of the pandemic at the end of my math leave and started my business freelancing, uh, being a freelance consultant for a smaller businesses, smaller e-commerce brands and building, bringing that, you know, 10 years of e-commerce knowledge and digital marketing experience to help them out during, to navigate these pandemics, the, the pandemic and help them grow their business. And I was really happy to, to, to really, you know, start this new chapter in my life. <laughs> yeah. So that's wow. <laughs> your corporate. Yeah. That sounds like a massive role, like branching digital and offline is huge. And like you say, it's, it's not a lot of people do it. And I guess it's, you could see the whole sales funnel. And I talk about the sales funnel a lot and what, you know, different marketing strategies, what their role is. And I guess, you know, if working for brands like L'Oreal, you could probably see the role of what you know, outdoor banners do, outdoor advertising versus, you know, what email does at the bottom of the funnel. Yeah, exactly. And it was really, well, actually what we were, we were really, it was a, it was a brand that was very present in like the tiny, you know, department stores and and Sephora, but it was a brand that was growing and growing. And, um, you know, there is, you can see that you can definitely invest in, you know, outdoor ads, radio ads, magazines. But I, when I came into the role, I was put in a position where I had to cut the fat and I was able to look at what efforts, what projects, what stores, what products were not really profitable and performing well to grow the brand. And so I learned in that at, near the end of my role, I really learned the importance of achieving more by doing less. And that's what I'm all about. And that's why I teach this in my email automation methods and that's why I help my clients in 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 my VIP day so they can um you know save a lot of time and stress figuring out all the things they have to do in Clavio or their email marketing and I can just do it for them. So yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And you and I are so similar now, you know, the more I hear you talk because we've come from the male dominated corporate world and mm-hmm. we've had mm-hmm. our children and we thought there is, I do not want to go back to that I want to carve out my own path and niching down so obviously I specialize in e-commerce you're starting to specialize in in obviously e-commerce and email marketing and also the fact that we're all about it's not more marketing that a small to medium growing business needs it's actually Mm -hmm. less marketing and that is the beauty of email marketing and why I could talk about it in my sleep and why you and I are going to nerd out about it today (laughs) (laughs) is that for for women that are you know growing their e-commerce brand or their online store they're doing so many things already. They're packing orders, they're ordering new stock, they're designing new products, they're a social media manager, they're, you know, potentially dabbling in Facebook ads or, or managing someone who's 
doing their Facebook ads. And so they're doing all the things. So they don't need more things added to their plate necessarily, that we need to look at ways we can take things off their plate and doing things better. And email marketing, because you can automate it, is probably one of the best sales strategies that an e-commerce brand can look at. And I think mm-hmm. not a lot, you know, women are with small business owners, they're still getting their head around what that actually means. And, you know, automation, if you are new to marketing or it's not a strong point for you, it can seem completely, you know, unknown and daunting. So why don't we give a little summary about how to maybe get started with email marketing? And the difference between like a camp email campaigns and email automations. Yeah, sure. So so let's start with the difference between campaigns and automation. So mm. by by campaigns, it's one of those weekly, you know, one-off email newsletters that typically people send to their entire list, right? It's a manual ad hoc process process. And on the automation side, that's where you set it up and it runs for you on the background like a virtual salesperson for your store. And by automation, you can you might hear it around triggers, flows, automated sequences, behavioral emails. They, they all mean the same thing. Yeah. It's really just making sure you send the right email with the right message at the right time. I know it sounds cliche, but it's really that. And it's really based on knowing what did that visitor or that online shopper did with your website? Did they sign up to your newsletter? Did they abandon their cart? Um, Did they make a purchase? And then an automation is triggered, an email is triggered to be sent out um, based on the behavior they, 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 they made on your website. Um, and so the type of email automation uh, that I set up for my clients during my VIP days, I first set up a sequence that targets the new email subscribers that come onto your, their lists. I set up an abandon and browse, abandon card and browse automation. So those target people who didn't complete a checkout after viewing many pages or after adding an item to their cart. So they're not losing out on those sales. The abandon cart is really the one of the number one things you need to set up for your automation flows because you're you're leaving money on the table every day when you don't have an abandoned cart. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, for I set up the third the the fourth automated sequence I set up is an post purchase flow. So that is sent a series of emails that is sent after somebody makes their first purchase, and I tailor it based on whether it's their first purchase or their second or third purchase. So there might be a difference in the emails that they get after they they make their their purchase. Um, and those are good, those emails are good for cross selling also. Um, so it gets them to come back and make and you get to retain your customers and you know increase your lifetime value that way. And uh, I, the other automations that I set up, the, they don't make as much sales as the first few that I mentioned, but the other automation I set up for them is to, a, a flow that targets people who haven't been back shopping on your website lately. You don't want to lose out in, on customers who are churning, who are lapsing. So it, it targets people who may have not purchased in the last 100 you know, 60 or 180 days and send them a reminder to come back. Hey, here's some, you know, new products that we've launched recently, or here's some content you might find interesting. And it engage it re-engages them to, to with uh, to your email list, really. Um, and the last one is something that I set up called a sunset flow. So not many people know about this, but it's a way for you to keep your email list healthy. Because over time, you you grow your business, you you grow your list. And a lot of brands don't realize, but they may have like, I don't know, 100,000 people on their list, but maybe 10,000 
open their emails and read their emails. So it's important for you to know how many emails are kind of unengaged with your brand and filter them out. And I have a series that kind of targets these people who haven't opened your emails in a bit. And uh, the series of emails kind of tries to get them to open and click the message. And if they haven't opened or clicked, then they remain subscribed to your list, but you're able to email them less frequently. And in that way, you keep your open rates high and you stay out of the spam box that way because these algorithms from Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail, and uh, whatever, you know, all those email platforms, they'll, they're looking at your, how many people are opening your emails. They're looking at your open rate. And if you have an unhealthy list and you're sending to them, you're going to see low open rates. So, and that low open rates makes you highly likely to land in the spam box, in the in the junk folder, basically. So you, as much as possible, want to keep a healthy email list. So basically, that's the whole, those are the basic flows that I set up that I believe every email, uh, every e-commerce store owner should have for their, for their business, really. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. And so talking about the old spam box and open rates, that I guess the, what the, one of the main uh, mistakes I see business owners make is blasting their entire list, no matter who they are, how long they've been on there, or no matter what the message is, blasting out to everybody and not segmenting. And that kind of tells your email service provider, whether it's Clavio or uh, Mailchimp, that um, that you know if not many people are opening it, that your email should should essentially go to the spam box. Yeah, so it's a vicious cycle because when you have an unhealthy list, uh, you'll get low open rates and you'll end up in spam. And because you're in spam, you'll get low open rates. So you really want to, when you have a, when you start emailing people, you really just want to start emailing your most engaged subscribers. And you can, there's ways for you and Clavio or other email service providers to target the people who may have just opened your email in the last 30 days. And I tell my clients when they start consistently emailing or when they start a new um, opening an account in Clavio, for example, I tell them to start with their most engaged audience, email them a few times and see if they get an open rate over at least 25%. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then consistently email to those people. And then over time, you can widen to people who've opened in the last 60 days in the last 90 days. And then maybe once in a while, when you do have a promotion or a big launch, you want to send to your entire list, but you want to avoid always sending to your entire list because you're going to include people who never really open your emails if you're not paying attention to them. So definitely that's something to keep an eye on to keep your open rates up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's a time and a place to email your entire list. You know, perhaps if you've got like a, a cracker sale or you know, a massive event happening, then yep, email your entire list. But week to week and you know, month to month, you really want to try segmenting. And like you said, Chris, starting with those engaged email subscribers because we know that their intent to buy is higher than someone that perhaps hasn't opened an email for two years. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not to say, like, I I hate talking about, you know, the best practices without obviously referencing everybody that's listening that is like, oh, my God, I've been emailing my entire list for two years and I have no idea who's on there. You know, it doesn't mean that 
you know, we have to throw everything out, which just means that we have to put a strategy in place and start from scratch and maybe clean your list, cull those old people and just put a plan in place to improve your open rates or improve your click-through rates and, of course, improve the content and the messages that you're sending. So it's not all lost. I want to get that out there. It's not all lost if you have been making these mistakes. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a way for you to recover from them, definitely. Totally, totally. And the beauty as well, that's why another reason why I love email marketing is that if you are making these mistakes, it's not actually costing you. It's costing you sales that you're not making, obviously, but unlike Facebook ads or working with an influencer or investing in something else, you're not not paying for, for the mistakes you're making in terms of money. So email is fantastic that it's got that high return on investment and the investment is actually quite quite low. Yeah, exactly. And and one thing that you 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 can because a lot of customers because you talked about Facebook ads and social media and I do believe having a strategy for having your social work for you and an email strategy work for you is important. A lot of customers I see they just spend all their their money just on Facebook ads or Instagram yes. ads or paid ads without thinking about the back end of their email strategy and it's like putting putting gas in a car without an engine it's like you're you're just wasting all of it and if you because if you think of it um on a good day if you think of your conversion rate it's about three percent so only three percent of people make a purchase on your website but inversely that means 97 percent of people will browse your site and not make a purchase so if you don't have a way for communicating with them through email you're going to lose out on them so, or you're going to have to pay for more retargeting ads if you want to target them on Facebook. But it's really just having, it's important to keep in mind that having um, having an email strategy on the back end to kind of boost your, your Facebook ads and your Instagram ads is super important. I definitely yeah. recommend that. Yes, it's it's like an ecosystem. Um, and I was chatting to um, Joe Murphy, a Facebook ads expert on the last episode about how it all works together. So it's essentially your sales funnel. And you know, you do see brands that have, let's say they're spending thousands of dollars on Facebook ads um, and that's the only thing that they're doing. They're, they're essentially sending masses of traffic to their website once and then they're gone forever. If you don't have that email subscribe opt-in, the strong welcome sequence and all the other flows that we talk about and the campaign. So it's very important to look at your e-commerce marketing framework and that's one thing that I teach my clients and take them through with my one-on-one and if they're ready to invest and get someone to do it for them obviously that's that's a fantastic service that you provide but email marketing is also something you can learn yourself um, with the right guidance or you know with time to research and what have you yeah so Let's talk about content because I know this trips up a lot of women. They're so focused on what they're putting in their email, how pretty it is, you know, what colors they're using, all the graphics and the Canva. And while that is all very important, it's not really where you need to focus all of your energy. There's there's more to email marketing than the pretty pictures that you're putting in your email campaign. Yeah, I definitely agree. What I like to say to my clients is pretty emails don't always pay the bills. <laughs> You're a lot of free times when my my clients come to me and they're they're telling me, well, emails don't work, my emails are not selling, and I look at their emails, their emails look like their ads. You know, I don't know if in Australia you get these ads or flyers in your mailbox and you just 
Well, I just throw them away. I don't even bother looking at them because it's an ad. And so over time, as your customers keep on receiving these emails, if you're only sending discounts, if you're only sending, you know, big images and no copy, it's not Mm -hmm. going to build a connection with the subscriber. And that's what email is for. It's to really, it's like as if you're inviting them to your house for a cup of coffee. They're trying to get to know you so that you can really take that time to, to, to build that no like trust factor before um, they buy from you and to warm up your client to, to, to make their first purchase with you. And it's like, um, but yeah, back to the, the, the creative and the content that really, the really, to make it simple, what I, what I, when you get started with email marketing, it's just, it's just about having a simple email template that you can reuse across all your email campaigns to save you time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to recreate the same email, a different email every time. It's just about having a template with basic, you know, design elements like a, a clear logo at the top, clear white space between your your hero image and your body content, mm-hmm. having clear call to action buttons, yes. and uh, and having and 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 that's it. And you don't have to uh, spend, you know, thousands of dollars with a graphic designer to to do it. No. I do, I know some brands do, but when you're just starting, just start out with a simple email template. Just get started simply. <laughs> I totally agree. And I say, you know, some of my clients are doing 100K months, other are doing, you know, 10K months. And both of those business owners or, you know, the person in their business who's doing their email design, they could spend 10 minutes on repurposing a previous campaign or a template, and that would be totally fine. So, you know, you don't have to, yeah, like you say, be spending thousands of dollars with a designer each time. You can get the same result even from text-based um, email campaigns or, you know, even from a very simple campaign. So don't, ladies, don't get stuck on the design and, you know, competing with other brands that land in your inbox. Yes, it's great to be inspired and to up-level your content and your, the quality, but it's not the be-all and end-all. And I guess that that makes me think of the, the one of the biggest um, uh, factors of success for your email campaigns is your subject line. Oh yes, your subject line. You want to. A lot of times, I tell my client, I see clients come up with a subject line that just recaps the whole email, or it's like so long it takes up two lines, and it's like that's not a subject line; that's a recap <laughs> summary of your email. But it's really just about finding. I try to keep it between you know, um, five to seven words, because you want to think about what's going to fit on your mobile phone, because a lot of people now they're checking their emails on their mobile screen. And so you want to make it um, not too long so that it fits on the, the width of your phone for mobile. And you want to try to come up with some some fun, curious subject lines yes. um, that are not always, you know, you what I suggest doing is I try to, and, and this is something, I have a swipe file of 250 subject lines. And this is a link that I can share with your listeners mm-hmm. um, of, of, of just, I gathered a list of subject line templates that I, you know, found really good over the last few years. And it's something that I share with my clients because it gets them unstuck. And sometimes they just get stuck on the subject line and they procrastinate and their never their emails never get sent. <laughs> so if I can just give you them a shortcut to just write a simple subject line, um, I'm really happy. <laughs> so really just uh, find, keep a list of emails for inspiration and subject lines you like, calls to action that you find really compelling, and it'll help you get started um, quickly so you can send emails consistently to your audience. Yeah. Uh, two, yeah. Fantastic. There's two things in there. If you're getting stuck on email, go and subscribe to 
people, to brands that you love in your niche or even outside of your niche, look at what they do, what you love, what you hate, and make decisions you know, based on that. You know, if you've got your head in the sand and you don't subscribe to emails because, you know, you think it's spammy or you don't believe in it, and this is something I hear a lot, you know, pull your head out, you're wasting money, go follow some brands and learn what other people are doing in your space. And also with the subject lines, I kind of have like a like a bit of a go-to, yeah, if you get stuck, think about an emoji that you can use, think about a question. Yeah, that emojis will, are great. Yeah, not too many, maybe one at the start or one at the end. Start with a question like curiosity. Something obscure often works really well. Like I find like um, something like I can't believe this happened or, you know, um, you're going to love this or something like that. Um, you know, making them think, okay, what, what's inside? But we don't want to be too clickbaity, but we yeah, want to yeah, yeah. get them, get them to take action. Um, and other things like, um, you know, bestsellers or restock or as seen on, um, or you also uh, want to really- include, you know, when you have a, a promotion coming to an end, you want to include some stuff like last chance or ending in 24 hours or, you know, something that will really take them, if it's a, something that's super urgent, you don't want to put like exclamation marks everywhere, but you want to give a sense of urgency sometimes to your, to the, when it comes to the end of your promotion or sale events. Um, yes. Yeah. And a really good website to get, get inspiration that I've used for many years is um, milled.com, M-I-L-L-E-D.com. It's a great source for subscribing to the brands or the competitors that you love and It'll send you an email every week com- containing all their emails. So it's, it's a good way to save time if you don't want to subscribe to like 20 different brands. Um, go on that, create an account, choose the brands you want to follow, and it will give you like a weekly digest of like the brands and their emails. You'll see their subject lines, their stuff. You can search by keyword. It's an amazing tool. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I well, you should see my inbox. You'd be horrified how many uh, brands I subscribe to. So that is going to save my life. <laughs> um, and you talked about um, events and offers and promos, and that's something I wanted to chat about today because I guess a lot of brands um, and business owners that's what they use their email list for is just to talk about sales, um, discounts. Uh, you know. maybe not even competitions, but, you know, restocks and what have you. So what are the other campaigns that we can be looking at that's going to add value to our audience lives or, uh, and also sell, sell products because we don't always want to be sending those sale messages. We we can send messages. Mm -hmm. You want to, so I I have a ton of ideas, but a few that work really well for my clients, it's just a handful. Um, I like to talk about once in a while, share, um, share if you're, I like to have my clients send a letter from the founder. So talk about what's happening behind the scenes in their business. Did anything funny or fun happened with their team members or what's going on in their personal life? Um, And that really, you'll be surprised, but over time, that really creates a strong connection with the audience because it's not, you're not just talking about a discount or a sale promotion. You're really building that relationship. Um, Talk, you really want to talk also maybe about um, a good campaign idea is our top three products and why our customers love them and show reviews, snapshot of product reviews that you can repurpose from your product pages. 
Um, and depending on your brand, it could be something also like our routines for self-care, for skincare, for fitness, healthy eating, cleaning, or wardrobe organization, like list, uh, you know, listicles, like simple things that are easy to digest are good, are good content emails to, to send out um, because you're, you're, you're helping your customer. You need to understand what is the sucky situation that your customer is in and how is your product helping them out of it? So right now, for example, if I don't know. I'm just thinking from the top of my head. If you're a skincare brand that specializes in acne and your clients has to show up in meetings on Zoom and they're so scared about like, you know, having like pimples too much, you know, they can talk about, you know, here's a, uh, here's, uh, you have an important Zoom meeting tomorrow. Here's like our, our, um, our miracle zit cream that's going to recover it in 24 hours. But like you have to yes. contextualize it and really understand what are they suffering with. Um, and it's really just about understanding their their desires and what they aspire to and knowing, really knowing your your target customer, your target customer and their client avatar. And I know that's something you do really well with your clients. It's good to have these strategies and the technology. But before I even touch my client systems, I ask them to give me information about who their client is and what their brand story is. So they know the type of content that will resonate with their customer, you know? Absolutely. So, and another thing that's good to, you can talk about in your emails, it's really just, um, and this is a cool tip that I, I give my clients who are really present on Instagram. It's once in a while, ask, uh, leave a question box in your Instagram stories and ask them, uh, put an ask me anything box or ask them frequent questions ongoingly um, because you can use those questions and answer them in your email, like common questions or answers from your followers or your customer service teams that they keep on getting and have a Q&A monthly where you answer them. Um, and that. always, always talk about if you have a new launch coming up, this is a mistake that I see a lot of uh, my clients do is they have a launch coming up and they'll only start talking about the lunch the day of the launch of their new product. Yeah. And I always tell them, you're not Beyonce. You can't just show up with a new album and expect everyone <laughs> to buy out of nowhere. So you have to always pre-tease and um, tell, let them know of upcoming product launches or future sales events. Um, mm -hmm. And get them, and when you send out those pre pre teaser emails, tell them click here, and we'll have you on your wait list. And you can email these people uh, ahead of the launch to give them VIP early access. And those are the people who are really interested in buying that. So you'll get a, a boost of sales from that. So you always want to be pre-selling something so they're they're more emotionally invested before your your launch drops. You know. Exactly. I like to say, you know, let's say if you've got, you're introducing a new handbag style, you want to introduce that handbag as a new character to the, to the overall story. You know, um, you want to talk yeah. about why, she, you know, let's, let's talk about it as a, as a person, why she's interesting, why she's fabulous, all her benefits, you know, um, the colors that she comes in, why you designed it, you know, how you designed it, that kind of thing. So this is, this could be happening. Let's say your launch date is the 1st of March. You could be talking about this from, um, February or even January, or you could even do a sneak peek in December saying, I'm, you know, sketching out this new style. I can't wait to introduce it to you next year, that kind of thing. So it doesn't all have to be yeah, like wait, 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 wait to first of the March. I, this is when we're launching, and not talk about it at all. You, you, your customers want to go on that um, emotional, interesting, behind the scenes journey with you. So you can do that in your email campaigns. Um, 
And with the the types of things that you talk about, one other thing that I I like to categorize in is three three things you can do in your email campaigns. You can sell, so things like restocks, new product offers. Um, you can inform or educate. So three ways to use to three ways to improve your acne. And the last that's an example. And the last one is about connecting. Like so, back to that founder email that you you said creating that emotional trust that relationship because if you don't have trust in e-commerce you ain't got much <laughs> you really yeah and I like I like ask what you say because what on those connecting emails what I ask my clients to do is to ask a question what happened like when they're talking about a story like this that, did this ever happen to you I'd, I'd love to know did you try this out send me your photos and you get you'll be surprised but people will reply to those emails and you get like into a one-on-one conversation with your customers and these you should tag these people because these are the people who are highly engaged with you and they can eventually maybe be future brand ambassadors or give you um, you can maybe you know send them early access to certain products that you're working on and get their feedback so it's a definitely it's a powerful tool to have an email list <laughs> going for your brand it is. Yeah. and mm-hmm. and like you say like you get those of replies and, and they're your brand advocates. It, it's almost a mindset shift. Like I think we look at, we think about our email list as a spreadsheet, you know, of, of numbers and, and names, but it's not that. They're people, they're your customers, they're your potential customers. And, you know, if we just treat them as people that we might be talking to at the coffee shop or in our office space, you know, that's where the magic happens. That, you know, have real mm-hmm. conversations, be authentic, ask for their opinion, um, show up knowing what they want and what they're struggling with, and that really has a massive impact on the results of all your marketing, not just email marketing. Yeah, I definitely see a bigger impact on sales when the emails that come out from a brand is talking from an authentic like from an authentic voice from the voice of the founder um, and I know you talk about this about the founder being the spokesperson for the brand because I know some business owners are not comfortable being in the spotlight but when it comes from the founder and and having uh, her voice put at the forefront it really creates a stronger connection to your point definitely yes, yes. and I drag my clients kicking and screaming from behind the brand. <laughs> front of the brand because it some something happens especially if you're marketing to mums or to women you know anyone that's in a place of you know struggling with x y and z if you connect with them you know, on a personal level something shifts and you go from having customers to having brand advocates and followers and champions for you Mm-hmm, definitely. I, I feel like sometimes what I what I what I ask my clients to do when they're reluctant and when they're kind of struggling along, I, I tell them just open up a, a note on your iPhone and sometimes just just dictate, use the voice the voice function of your yes. phone to talk and just talk as if you're talking to a friend and see what comes out and then it'll transcribe what you're saying into the iPhone note. And you can try to repurpose it and see what you can use for an email and you'd be surprised how easy it is then to write your oh. email just by dictating to your phone. Sometimes I do that for myself too. <laughs> yeah, such a good idea. Yeah. Do this, ladies. That's a brilliant way to get out of your own way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could literally talk to you about email marketing all day long. It's um, it's a passion point for both of us. And yeah. if someone is ready to invest in getting their email flows set up by by yourself, 
how can people find you? What's your web address? So my website is chrisdaria.com or you can follow me on Instagram I and DM me VIP and I know you'll come from uh, the e-commerce design podcast. So it's uh, at chrisdaria.com. Awesome. K-R-I-S-D-A-R-I-A. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. I, I've loved chatting with you and I know my listeners are going to just get so much out of this. It was so fun. Thank you, Lisa. Yay. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week on the e-commerce marketing society podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future apps. If you found value in today, I would be forever grateful for a rating on iTunes, or if you just tell your biz friends about the podcast, that would be great too. If you'd like to learn more about me and my one-on-one six month coaching program strategy to sales, head over to my website, www.lisaburn.com.au and be sure to tune in next week for more marketing goodness with lots of love and lots of sales. I'll see you next week.